to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And today we are going to go into kind of a state of the union, state of the Bachelor franchise, <laughs> Bachelor Nation. Um, as charity season comes to a close next week, we thought it would be a good time to just kind of go over the franchise as a whole, where we think it is. Is it in a good place, a bad place? What could be changed in the future? We'll just kind of go through that, give some updates on current couples, and um, just talk about the show as a whole. Uh, before we do that, we have some news to get to from this week. Uh, first, we wanted to just give a quick update on Big Brother 25, which is in its second week currently. Since our last episode when we recorded, uh, we will go into this a little bit further later, but Luke was expelled from the show. Kirsten became the first Hoskins to be evicted on Thursday night. And then Hysam won head of household. So he has nominated Riley and Cameron. Uh, they are both still on the block after the veto meeting that happened earlier today. So one of them will be evicted on Thursday. It looks like it'll probably be Riley, but we that remains to be seen for sure. Anything can happen in the next four days, as we know. <laughs> so, but there are two topics mainly that we wanted to cover that have happened since the last time we recorded. First, like I said, Luke was expelled on Wednesday, last Wednesday, for using the N-word, which obviously horrible, should not be in your vocabulary if you are not Black, and uh, he does not even really seem to have any sort of remorse for it, which is even more disturbing. So, Molly, what... What are your thoughts on this? Um, Big Brother really reacted pretty swiftly, I thought. It wasn't, you know, he, it was overnight between Tuesday and Wednesday uh, that he said it. And then Wednesday, pretty early afternoon, I think, is when they officially released a statement stating that he had been removed from the house. Very different than how they've handled these things in the past. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on how they handled it? Yeah, no, I'm glad that they handled it the way they did, like, just getting him out right away, like, no questions, just, like, they're not supposed to do that, like, you're out of the house, Um, so I'm glad that he's no longer part of the show, and, yeah, it's not, no one should be saying that word, so I'm glad that they immediately took action and got rid of him, and I feel like more shows should take action like that, I feel like sometimes, like, especially what you're saying, like, in the past of Big Brother, like, they might have not been as quick to react to that so it's good that they did in such a swift way and making sure that he was gone yeah i totally agree i think it's really interesting um you know we talked last week about the below deck incident and these two things happened within like a day of each other and it was really interesting in both situations how they producers handled it really well and you know i feel like in a lot of times in just reality tv in general not just big brother they have not handled incidents like this well in the past i think back to survivor a few years ago when i believe his name was dan uh kind of had similarly i can't remember the exactly what it was i think it was some sort of sexual misconduct and rather than removing him immediately after the first incident that he had they just basically left it up to the cast to decide whether they wanted him out, which 
was not a great way to handle because you don't want to put that burden on the cast to have to or the person or people affected directly by it to have to make that type of decision because you're kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword where if you say yes i want them removed people are going to say oh you just wanted them removed because they were your competition and it's you know a great way to get someone out and if you don't want them and if you say you don't want them removed then people are like oh well it must not be that bad so there's no good answer there and so the producers have to be the ones to make that call and i'm so glad in in both you know in this situation specifically they did make that call and they did uh you know they didn't just give them a warning they didn't just say oh you know show it on the show make them you know to make it seem like they're being uh you know they're they're showing everything and they're not trying to hide something i think that's what they maybe would have done in the past to to you know it's in response to something like this but i'm so glad that they just cut it off and said bye and that i think that's a really good uh precedent to to set for the future seasons and hopefully nothing like this will happen again but who knows yeah for sure um the second thing is you know maybe where they didn't do such a great job is with matt so as we know matt is hard of hearing and which is a great to have someone like that on the show we've never had someone uh who uh has any type of hearing loss i believe on on big brother in the past and you know it's great to have that representation but with that comes a responsibility i i believe to accommodate them and to make everything fair and that's something that in the, especially the last week that's really been uh, a focal point of the show is or the internet discourse at least because it hasn't really been a focal point of the show itself but you know in the on the live eviction episode this past week when after matt cast his vote julie said thank you which normally you know indicates that the person will leave the diary room but matt just sat there and there was this awkward pause for maybe like a good felt like an eternity it was probably about five seconds before Julie said again, you know, thank you, Matt, you can leave the diary room. And and then he left. But it really started this conversation of the fact that Matt couldn't hear Julie. And, you know, should there be in the diary room some sort of accommodation set for him so that he is able to, you know, not have that embarrassing moment on, on television. And in the challenges, you know, this past veto competition a few days ago, the feeds were down for 19 hours, literally 19 hours, where a competition usually takes maybe two to three hours. And then it comes out that possibly the reason why that took so long is there was something that happened with Matt, where maybe he wasn't able to participate fully in the challenge. And, you know, again, the conversation happened, like, why aren't they providing accommodations for him? And um, a reliable source on Twitter, Hamster Watch, has said that in the diary room he believed they've heard and, and this is a reliable source that i trust they said that there are more accommodations than we see on camera but still obviously it wasn't good enough because of what happened you know on, on the live show but anyways long story short what are your, what are your thoughts on that um you know do, do you think that uh it, it seems like from what you've seen that they're doing enough or um should there is there anything specific that you think they should do to help him out 
Yeah, I definitely think they should be doing more than what they have been. It definitely seems like a problem that like they should be addressing more so like straight up than like thinking about like then after the fact of like, oh, like now what do we do here? Um, so there seems like they're more so being like reactive than proactive in the situation. Um, but so like, I mean, now I guess because he is the first part of hearing contestant, like now they can have that and like move forward, hopefully have more accommodations and knowing what that looks like exactly. And like having more like subtitles and all that stuff. Like when Julie's speaking, like maybe that's an, a way to accommodate in some ways if she's on camera, like just having some like words there as well. Um, I don't know exactly how that would work in terms of the competitions. Um, because that's harder to like change up those. I just have to make sure like there's not just a listening portion or something. I don't know. Um, but I think like overall, like seeing a disability like of any sort, like on a television show, like has that like as you're saying, like has that responsibility of like, okay, like you actually have to like act and like show that this is you're able to do it this way and not just like have someone like having that diversity but not actually be able to accommodate for it um because if you're not actually accommodating for it then it's not really progressing anywhere <laughs> um so I think those are my main thoughts on that yeah I totally agree I think you said it really well when you know they're being reactive rather than proactive I think that some sums it up perfectly that they kind of just threw them in there it seems like and didn't really think about the fact that oh we have to actually change things in order to make it fair for him which is crazy to me and hopefully they're actually learning as the week goes on the weeks go on and they won't make the same mistakes i think whatever happened in the veto comp that they don't seem to be able to talk about because every time they kind of start talking about it they just switch the feeds <laughs> um which definitely seems like they're trying to hide something that happened there that took so long um yeah. so ho but well, hopefully whatever happened there was a wake-up call for them that you know that they'll in the future weeks try to do better so we'll see <laughs> yeah um moving on from big brother um next we have the real houses of salt lake city uh season four trailer dropped um a couple days ago and we have um everyone from last season's cat full-time cast returning except of course jen shaw who is currently serving her prison sentence so that uh, would make it kind of hard for her to <laughs> to join the yeah. cast for this season. I don't know. Maybe they could find a way. But <laughs> she was not in the trailer. Um, great trailer. I'm really excited for it. Um, we have Angie Kay from last season, who was a friend of the cast, uh, promoted to full time, along with new housewife Monica Garcia. So um, we will see uh, what happens with that. It premieres um, early September. I wish I had the date right in front of me, but let me quickly look that up here. September 5th. Uh, so that's just, yeah, a few weeks away. Uh, excited for that. Uh, coming up with, uh, on the topic of premiere dates, uh, we have um, CBS announced their fall schedule. So we have Survivor and um, Amazing Race premiere on September 27th. Um, thought maybe that would be delayed by because of the writer's strike. I was a little worried, but I'm glad it seems like they are on time. Um, we have 90 minute episodes for both of those, as we talked about a little while yeah. ago. So that's exciting. Uh, Molly, are you excited for both of those? Yeah, I'm so excited for Survivor and Amazing Race to come back. That's a 
little bit of a birthday present for me. It's only three days after my birthday when that comes out. <laughs> I always love seeing it. I feel like it's been like that. It's like always coming out around my birthday um, in the fall time. So I'm just excited for those new seasons. And I feel like we always have great Survivor and Amazing Race seasons. So I can't wait. Yes, I am very excited as well. Um, CBS also announced a new show, Buddy Games, that premieres September 14th. Um, quick summary of the show. Um, it has six teams of friends at a lakeside location to compete in an assortment of various physical and mental challenges outdoors. Pretty vague. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, they announced the six couples today and or the six teams excuse me um it looks like each team consists of four people um there's some all women's teams some all men's teams some mixed um so i don't know exactly what types of challenges they have or anything like that or what if there's if there's only six teams i guess there's probably not eliminations that would be my guess but i don't really know um molly do you is it sound like a show you would watch are we gonna yeah i mean i'll I'll (laughs) be like giving new shows a try like i feel like i would see it if i don't like the first couple episodes i wouldn't really continue it but i don't know it sounds interesting enough like doesn't sound bad (laughs) yeah you know i think it's probably a better type of show to pair you know with the show like survivor amazing race than like the love boat show that they tried to do last summer famously that was the best (laughs) so hopefully it goes better than that i i don't know if it can go worse so only (laughs) up from here (laughs) that's true yeah so hopefully there's like actual good competitions or whatever they're going to be doing like game-wise like it actually is entertaining to see because they could just be not that great but hopefully they are good yeah you know I think as long as it's different enough than a show like Survivor or you know Challenge USA or you know shows like that um but also similar enough to kind of draw in the same audience I, I'm hopeful. I, I I want new sh- great shows. You know, I think Claim to Fame has really given me the excitement for new formats like that. Yeah. That um, it, it's been so long. So many of these shows like Survivor and Big Brother and Amazing Race have been on for 25 years now, which is incredible. And we love them. But we don't have a lot that premiered in the last few years that are really, like, successful. So hopefully this will be one. Or not. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of claim to fame, that's our next news story. Yeah. Go ahead. So, okay. Well, I'm excited about this one. I have been catching up on claim to fame. So I know that Hugo was eliminated, but now we've just heard that, or last week we heard the news that Hugo and Olivia from Claim to Fame are dating. Um, they've both been eliminated from the show. So now it's like they announced that they're together and it's really cute that they. They met on the show and now they're dating. So I'm happy for them. Your first claim to fame couple. I know. I Actually, like it. would not have expected that like on the show itself. But yeah, like now. no indication. No. So yeah, that I wonder if it just totally started after the show or whether there was something between them during the show that they just ignored on the edit. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I know that Olivia went on Zachary Reality's podcast and mm. she shared 
saying that like they were always close but it didn't seem like they were like flirty it just seemed like like he was she said he was like really nice to her mm. and that stuff so like maybe they had a friendship and then it kind of evolved after that yeah because i would think that if there was more than that if there was like a little you know breadcrumbs that they could have shown us i feel like they would have especially yeah. knowing that they're still together because these shows love showmances and i feel like they would have really drummed that up as much as they could so the fact that they didn't show it at all makes me think that there really wasn't much of anything other than just a friendship yeah they were just trying to play the game and then they got out so it didn't work out but now it worked out that they found love so. yeah uh, i know we're um we we should uh you know do a catch-up on claim to fame sometime soon because that's about yeah. to end in, in a few weeks and so um you know we talked about it in the early days but um yeah it's been a really good season i feel like and and we're down to the last few so excited to see the rest of that season um but our last news story here um jenna compono and zach nichols from the challenge are expecting their third baby um it's really three in the last three years i think uh because uh jenna's last season on the show was back in 2020 and uh she had not had any of her kids at that point so <laughs> they are going for number three in in three years which that's a gosh lot. I know that's a lot and um I, it makes me wonder if you know if Jenna or Zach will ever come back to the challenge because uh they have a lot on a lot of kids on their hands to deal with so maybe uh maybe they'll be out for another couple of years it seems like at least um but yes that happy, but happy for them happy oh. for them uh not the biggest Zach fan in the world but still happy for them <laughs> um but that wraps up our news segment for the week so now we will delve into some bachelor nation uh state of the bachelor i will call it um so first to start off um let's just kind of get into how long we've each been watching bachelor shows um just kind of give a little baseline for our both of our kind of level of knowledge of the show as a whole so molly how long have you been watching yeah, I've been watching for 13 years. I started in Jake Pavelka's season of The Bachelor, um, and that was in 2010. And so I've been watching it for a long time. My parents always hated it when I had it on the TV. They'd be like, that's such a stupid show. Why are you watching this? But I've been a fan over the years, watched every season consistently, watched, well, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that now, but maybe not so right now, much right now. But I always have been a fan and watching The Bachelor had Bachelor in Paradise, like all the extra Bachelor stuff that they had going on, Bachelor games, like anything Bachelor Nation related, like I've watched. And I have followed along with a lot of the contest, all of the like, not all, but most of the cast members as well, like who I've enjoyed seeing, like I still keep up and like follow them on Instagram and just like their lives overall, I feel like bachelor is what really got me into watching reality tv shows and like that the watching the love and like all that even though i know it's like produced and all that stuff too but like growing up younger when i was younger watching it in middle school and then through high school and college and now post-college like i have different viewpoints of what it means and now in my view but i always enjoyed watching it and like of course as you grow up or as you get older and like see more things like you're gonna see different things in terms of what you're watching 
so I think that's been interesting too and like how I've learned over time of like what I see in the show yeah but that uh, that gets I can get really deep about that but I don't <laughs> even want to get into that right now but overall I love Bachelor shows and I mean I think that they're still on on TV for a reason like people still watch them but I do think over time like now I think they're not as great as they used to be um but yeah so that's that's my story what about you Michael yeah so my first season was season nine which was Lorenzo Borghese's season he was um uh the bachelor back in I think 2006 and the reason why I watched that season was because my cousin was on it um who I I don't know if I really want to claim her, but Erica Rose. <laughs> oh, she's your cousin? Yeah. I actually I've, didn't know this. I've never actually met her. Let me just say. Well, do you want to hear a funny story? She was actually, I don't even think you knew this either, but my dad, who, like the law professor, taught her bar review her. class. Like, oh, or wow. she... She or she he did a bar review lecture and she attended the bar review oh lecture and then I tweeted her this <laughs> was going really far back I tweeted her and I was like oh my gosh my dad just taught you and then she liked and responded back like he was a great professor <laughs> oh my god that's so funny <laughs> so yeah. I guess I knew who she was though because she was on Bachelor Pad but I didn't watch her season right right yeah so she was on two seasons of Bachelor Pad after that yeah. <laughs> that's so funny um, but yeah so <laughs> that, she's your cousin yeah so that was what got me into it originally was when we found out that someone we were related to was going to be on the bachelor um and then I don't I think I kind of skipped the next couple after that but then I actually also came back for Jake Pavelko's season funny enough so that was really the first one that I kind of watched that uh, you know really got me into it where then I watched you know every season after that um kind of like you I've, I've kind of fallen off of it in the last couple of years a little bit like it's kind of one of those shows where like I'll watch the beginning and then I'll kind of fall off and then I'll watch the end when I because you a lot of times you'll kind of hear you know the reality Steve spoilers and things like that of oh the ending is going to be crazy you know they're not together anymore they're he's with this person or you know they're uh, different there's been kind of these wild endings lately that have uh, I feel like captured a lot of people's attention that don't even necessarily watch the season the whole way through. And so a lot of seasons I'll kind of do that a little bit or you also kind of want to get to know them for Paradise, which is my favorite version of the show. <laughs> um, I used to really be a huge Bachelor Pad fan. I, I, I honestly would still prefer that, I think, to Paradise just because I'm a huge like strategy competition type of fan and I think Paradise is probably honestly better for like a better fit for the Bachelor franchise as a whole for as a format because yeah. I don't think it really knew with Bachelor had what it wanted to be whether it wanted to be a big brother type of show focused on the strategy or if it wanted to be a strategy show in the background that really focused on the love <laughs> so and not having to kind of uh juggle that is I think probably an overall better but yeah so I I I keep up 
a little bit with every season at least at the high points but don't necessarily in the last couple of years watch every single episode yeah um but kind of you know actually going off of what i was kind of just saying what what is your uh favorite version of the show right now bachelor bachelorette bachelor paradise what's your favorite yeah i also agree that bachelor in paradise is my favorite i feel like just being able to see multiple couples form on the beach and just like in general of like you're gonna have more success obviously like of people who are going like the proportions there like ratio is obviously gonna be better than like when you're on the bachelor the bachelorette that's only one guy or one girl fighting or having like 30 guys 30 girls fighting for one person and so with that setting obviously like the odds are really not in your favor in that setting compared to in bachelor in paradise you can see more couples getting together and then there can be more love triangles there can be a lot of like oh who is this person gonna choose like you don't always know that going in, like, in each episode of Bachelor in Paradise. And then you also get to see like more of those love stories unfold as well, which is what I love this show for because I love seeing couples fall in love. Um, <laughs> so that's always exciting as well, of, like seeing the couples that actually do come out of the show. And I feel like those are my favorite couples at this point of like yeah. seeing those couples stay together because um, then. Like, they're also spending a lot more time together versus, like, in Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like, I feel like I didn't understand until, like, I would listen to more podcasts of, like, hearing about, like, how little time that they're actually spending with each other. And then they're deciding to get engaged at the end of it. Like, it's kind of wild, to be honest. Like, I mean, they go into the show, like, they know that's the situation, but it's not real life for sure and then like then they go out into the real world and like have to experience like all what it is in real life and then a lot's why most of the couples don't last but in bachelor in paradise they're actually spending time like quality time together and getting to know one another and like having much more real situations i guess you could say than just in the bachelor and bachelorette sphere of it i i think you hit the nail on the head that's (laughs) It's why I really like Bachelor in Paradise is because I do think that it's more realistic in the sense that they they do spend all day together, you know, with these couples. And I think when, you know, there's 30 women and and one man, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, of course you're going to fall in love. Like you're going on these crazy dates and these trips and there's it's like you forget that there's any other men or women in the world other than the one lead (laughs) and so yeah like you're not spending any time with them but like I always feel like especially you know on the bachelor or the bachelorette these people just want to make it far enough to be able to get Instagram followers and things like that and it's like because nobody if you go home night one nobody remembers you after one day after the show airs and I think it's kind of hard to, for the lead to tell like oh is this person really even there for me or are they just there to you know to be there and to try to make it you know far enough so that they get asked to be on paradise or whatever but once you get to paradise there's not necessarily another goal like you're probably not going to get asked to be on paradise again that's really unlikely you know you've already been on one show where you know you've made it 
far enough to be asked to be on Paradise at least. So, you know, you're kind of well known at that point. You're not going to probably get too many more followers from, from being on another show. And so I, I think, especially because of that and the combination of, you know, that you actually have choices and you're choosing to be with this one person rather than this one person is the only other person available uh, to be your partner. <laughs> and so I think that that's why so many of more of those couples are successful. And, you know, of course, in the bachelor world, like you said, there's only one possible couple, uh, unless there's a plot twist and maybe you got some, you know, bisexual people in the cast who, who fall in love with each other. Hey, you never know. It hasn't happened yet in the American version, but <laughs> could. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think that the couples just seem from Paradise seem a lot more, um, a, a lot to be a lot more successful. And I think because of that, because by the time they get to the end of it, they've really spent so much more time together. And that's why Big Brother couples are successful too. Um, it has a better success rate than The Bachelor because these people spend 100 days together locked up with nobody else to talk to and they really get to know each other by the end of it. They've seen them at their best. They've seen them at their worst. And, you know, I think you really feel like you've known someone after that amount of time. You feel like you've known them for years, probably. So, yeah, I think that Paradise, I would agree, is definitely my favorite also. Um what do you have any favorite seasons any favorite moments that you remember um from the years that you've been watching i i feel like this is like og moment because like this is like when i first started watching it but when jake pavelka and vienna had their breakup oh god the special <laughs> the, the special bench. that was like old tv like I felt so bad for like both of them in the situation, but like it was so messy. I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, so that was kind of wild. No one was rooting for Vienna on the show either. It was like everyone hated her. So then the fact that like all this was coming out, that like there was just like a lot of drama there, just like blown up on the TV, like it was crazy. So I still remember that moment. Um, <laughs> and then in a more like heartfelt moment I just love Jojo's season because I think like throughout the season like I love seeing her and Jordan together and like and they're still together and they're married now like I love them as a couple so I really love Jojo's season as well I feel like she did a really good job of being the bachelorette as well and like I also love Caitlin like Caitlin's just so entertaining and being the bachelorette and Hannah Brown I guess I have more like favorite bachelorette seasons mm -hmm. <laughs> the bachelor seasons um but yeah, I think I just like the bachelor bachelorette seasons better anyways, because I think when the girls are able to pick, then they make better decisions. Um, and they actually also have more chances of lasting because of that. In my, and it's proven to be the case. Um, but And Rachel Lindsay season as well. I loved her season. Um, but yeah, what about you? Yeah, um... I think in terms of seasons, Hannah Brown season, I'd agree. I, I don't even know why that season was so special, but I just feel like so many of the guys. There was the, drama. There was. It was, yeah, with Luke P. Um, but I don't know why. Like, I, I mean, that season, I just feel like got so, the guys just became such huge names in the franchise. Like, even Tyler Cameron came from that season, Peter Weber. 
Um, who else? Uh, I, I, I feel like, well, Jed, of course, you know. <laughs> Connor. 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 Oh, yeah, Connor. And uh, Mike. Mike Johnson. Yeah. Was Dylan from that season? Yeah. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like a lot of um a lot of big names came from that one. And it kind of was the last one that really produced big names, I feel like, in terms of bachelorette seasons at least. Um I feel like after that was kind of when the show started to ratings wise at least kind of go downhill. Um but gosh, I mean see, I'm kind of the opposite though. I tend to prefer bachelor seasons than bachelorette. Just because I feel like the girls tend to have more drama <laughs> yeah. than the guys. <laughs> so I, I find that to be a little bit more entertaining, uh, generally speaking. But you're right that the Bachelorettes definitely um, produce more successful couples. <laughs> but uh, maybe that's why they're more boring in my mind. But <laughs> that could be. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh... Jake Pavelka's season was great. Um, maybe it was just because it was, you know, one of the first that that we both watched. Um, you know what I was thinking of recently was that um, whole scandal with Rosalind that season where she, like, ended up dating a producer and got kicked yeah. off. <laughs> and I was looking up, like, whatever happened with that? Like, did she ever admit to it or anything? And she never has, which is crazy. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, you know how it I, I guess it's just assumed at this point that it was true but I, I don't know that's I, I, I wish there was some sort of update to that um but gosh um Sean Lowe's season was um, yes uh, was I mean Ben Higgins uh you know I, I feel like bachelor seasons I tend to think of like kind of a stage in my life where I was when I was watching it and like <laughs> it's interesting you know um to think back on on those seasons from way back when uh watching those at, at such a younger age and all the everyone seemed so much older and now they all seem so young <laughs> so that's what I was saying in the beginning too of like I would like think that this was like the way that people would date like I I didn't really know okay not the way like in general like I learned Actually, I actually should show you this. I made a presentation. My friends and I, like, during COVID, like, made PowerPoint presentations to, like, present to each other of, like, a topic. And I did my topic of what the Bachelor shows have taught me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what did they teach um, you? I know. You don't find it. Um, But it was a lot of it was, like, I learned about, like, conversations, which a lot of it, like, and the core of it, like, yeah, I learned stuff. But, like, most of it, like, I'm, like, I should base it off of this show um but like in general I feel like they talk especially now a lot about vulnerability and like opening up and like mm. talking about things to each other and just like having that kind of open communication it also taught me what like a healthy I guess like breakup kind of looks like if someone's just like all right bye like I learned that like I feel like in the shows like they can't really fight back they're just like they could leave and they don't really say that much like if you're in a situation like that, like, you know, you can't really say that much in real life either. You're just like, you don't really, well, I feel like you don't get to see that many examples of like what breakups look like in real life. So like on TV, like when you're seeing so many of those breakups, like I learned what a breakup kind of is, how it's handled in a way, which is like, it sounds weird, but like, yeah. And then also just in general of like, 
I feel like the falling in love comments that they always say, like, I don't know how much of those actually mean, like, what they're falling in love, if they actually are on the show, or just they're just saying that. Um, but just in general, like, seeing those kind of conversations, or, like, seeing the compatibilities there between people has, like, been interesting to, like, observe, I feel like, and just, like, in dating in general, like, there's so many different people in the world, and just, like, seeing that come to life in the show that you can, like, observe all of this kind of stuff which is interesting to me because I like thinking about like dating relationship stuff I like listening to Nick's podcast and all that stuff like about that kind of um world of like dating and that stuff so I think in the tv sense like it's cool to see that shown Mm -hmm. in that way even though it's not always real but it's like they're showing what they want to show right right no but that's interesting and and that's something that you know when you talk about like oh big brother has so many successful marriages survivor whatever but none of those shows really show breakups bachelor is kind of well and you know i guess other like you know love island or whatever but um you know these dating shows are the only ones that really show the breakup part of it because on big brother i don't know that there's ever been like a showman's that broke up mid-season like they really haven't they always stay together until one of them leaves and so, yeah, The Bachelor is kind of one of the only ones that really shows the full, like, how do you break up with someone and, <laughs> and uh, you know, how the different ways that they try. Some are more, lead to more emotional reactions than others, more successful than others. <laughs> um, but, yeah, do you have any favorite couples from uh, your seasons of the show that you've watched? Um, from, I would say from, like, all bachelor nation in terms of those couples with bachelor in paradise couples particularly i love hannah and dylan um they're still like one of my favorites um and i also still love like uh jojo and jordan as i was saying earlier and sean and Catherine because they're like i love them together as well um i would say those are my top three i keep going on but i'll stop I think, look, I love all the couples that you just mentioned. Um, I would say, to me, Ashley and Jared hold a special place in my heart because their story is just so unique. And, like, they started out from such a toxic, bad place and kind of never really expected them to actually successfully work out. And and they have. Um, and so I just think that's so cool that, you know, and it gives hope to a lot of these couples that you watch them on Paradise and it's so up and down and they have such a roller coaster and you think, oh God, this is never going to work out. But then you have to think back, look, Ashley and Jared still together to this day. So yeah, I, I love them just because of kind of just the story of how they started. Um, but yeah, I mean... Hannah and Dylan, I love, love. Um, I mean, gosh, going back all the way to Trista and Ryan, you know, the OG couple that's still together. Um, gotta give them some props for, for lasting as long as they have. And then, I mean, look, Jason and Molly, also a couple that started out very unconventionally and are still together. So, yeah, love all of them. And then... Um, just some there's been some updates on uh, a few of the couples recently um that we wanted to to mention 
Um, first of all, I counted there are 22 total couples, uh, current Bachelor Nation couples. If you combine all three versions of the show, um, so that's that's quite a few. Look, the show's been on for probably almost 22 years, and so that average is about a couple a year, which is pretty yeah. good. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, and um, first we have Hannah G and Dylan and Dean and Kaylin are both getting married this year, this calendar year. Uh, so that's exciting. Both of the uh, Bachelor in Paradise season six couples, funny enough, are getting yeah. married in the same year. <laughs> yeah, I also thought like the Dean and Kaylin story also is interesting mm -hmm. because Dean was like not wanting to get married or like to all that stuff. And then now he's doing that with Kaylin. Um, so it just shows that they, they were meant to be together. Um, yeah. She was like, I'll buy you a van if you buy me a ring. And so that's what the, that's how they're getting married. And they're a couple that didn't even make it to the end of their season. They left no. early and, uh, and and are still together. So that's pretty cool. That doesn't happen yeah. very often, I feel like. Yeah, I know. Because when they left, like, it, it was kind of a shock. Like, that season was just like, for Kaylin was kind of a wild season but then it all worked out for her in the end so yeah, i know she got like... broken up with from dean on her birthday do you remember that oh, no i didn't remember that yeah. oh god and then and then connor came in they were together for a little bit and then dean came back and right. it's like I sorry i messed that. up mm -hmm. and then she like did go with him but yeah i do i do and... remember that um... <laughs> So now they're happily together and almost getting married. So that's great. Yeah, um, and then um, Dylan and Hannah have always been so solid and like, oh, I guess not always. There was some drama with Blake in the very beginning of that season as well. Do you remember that? Yeah, both of those couples had drama with Blake. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> Blake had drama. But now he's with um, G, what, Gian? Yeah, G and Nina. G and from Love is Blind, which actually... I do like them as a couple, but overall, yeah, like, yeah, they met on uh, All Star Shore. Yeah, um, but I'm just so happy for Dylan and Hannah and G. I also love seeing their TikTok together; like, they're so cute seeing them. Yeah, I know. And I can't wait for their wedding pictures. <laughs> oh God, those are gonna be gorgeous! I yeah. am sure. Um, another happy update is that Noah and Abigail are engaged. Uh, yeah. Also from Bachelor in Paradise season seven right yeah and that has the most successful couples still together so many of these yeah. couples are from bachelor in paradise season seven which is so interesting i wonder why that season in particular has had so many successful couples but i mean at this point you would say oh it's recency bias of course you know there's bound to be more couples but season eight doesn't have that many couples and that's a year more recent so I don't know yeah. something in the water that season that <laughs> yeah but I love Noah and Abigail it's also another example of like seeing someone who's hard of hearing on the show like with Abigail and mm -hmm. I remember Noah saying like he's a nurse and all this stuff like he like knows how to handle all that stuff so that was really cute of like everyone knew that they were going to be together like before the season started but then on the season it didn't seem like they were really lasting that long because it seemed like a towards the end like they actually ended things and then they got back together like pretty much immediately, I would mm. say, like right after their season ended. Yeah. Um, but then they're obviously made it work and are getting, they got engaged and now we'll get married soon. So I'm happy for them. Yeah, that's really exciting. 
Um, now a really sad update to report is that Jaden Tanner suffered a miscarriage. Um, and I will say, Jaden Tanner, I didn't list them, but they are also one of my absolute favorite couples from this show. Um, that's heartbreaking, of course. Our love to Jaden Tanner and their families. Um, they do have three beautiful kids, of course, still together, which is amazing. Um, but still, that does not, obviously does not make it any easier to go through something like that. So um, this was just announced today and um, as of are recording this and so yeah all of our love to them um and now let's just kind of go through the show in general um do you think that the show is currently in a good place right now as a franchise so not any one in particular necessarily but just as a whole um do you think that the show right now is in a good place Short answer, no. Um, <laughs> I think that over time, like, we didn't even touch on this, but I think the hosting change as well, like, with Chris Harrison leaving, with that, with that happened with Mad Season and him defending Rachel for comments and stuff like that, that with the change of the host, I think that's when it really started to go downhill. Um, so I think everyone was associating, like, bachelor with chris harrison and then when chris harrison left like people didn't really see it the same way um and like obviously because hosting is a big deal in the show like you don't think about it until like the main host left like you know like it's like okay now what do we do here um and so that i think was kind of a pivotal moment in terms of like the show and like overall of what was happening in bachelor nation um and then I think over time like because of the more of like the people are going on the show does for fame like all this kind of stuff I feel like some people are just kind of like okay I don't really want to watch this kind of thing again and like people aren't really going on for the right reasons as they say um that maybe people aren't as interested in seeing those shows now um and knowing that like most of the time these couples don't really last like what's the point um and overall like I do enjoy watching them still but I don't feel the same amount of love that I used to watching the shows and that's why like I barely watched Zach's season and I have not watched Charity's season besides the very first episode like I feel bad saying that as like an OG like big fan of Bachelor um but I just like couldn't get into it. I just like didn't want to spend two hours every week to watch it if I couldn't really get into it. Mm -hmm. um, so overall, like, I mean, I know about what's happening in the show. I still watch recaps and all that stuff, but I'm not like that invested in it right now. Um, I am excited though for Bachelor in Paradise to start because I still like love watching Paradise. And I am excited to see The Golden Bachelor because that's going to be a new spin on like, the show as a whole I think that's going to be good for the show just because I think that they have gone into this habit of like the same kind of style for years and years and I think it's going to be good for them to have something different and maybe draw in more of those fans that like kind of dropped off and now can come back to see like oh what is the golden boxer going to be like um so those are my general thoughts what about you <laughs> Yeah, you know, I agree with a lot of that. I think that that 
time period when when Chris Harrison left was definitely a turning point for the show. I think I don't think that Chris leaving it was the cause of the downfall though. I think it just was that time period there was so much going on that was obviously to kind of put it in perspective that was 2020. Um you know so basically as soon as covid hit there was the black lives matter movement going on just you know a month or two after that and the show at that point decided to bring in matt james as the bachelor and i think to me and maybe a lot of people i don't want to speak for everybody but i think it felt very performative to have matt be picked as the bachelor at that time and especially he hadn't even been on the show hadn't even been on the show right and it was like kind of this weird thing of like you couldn't even find someone like it just kind of was this thing where like has the casting the you know the inclusivity of the casting been that bad that you can't even find a black man to be the lead that has been on the show before you had to go outside of the show and pick Tyler Cameron's best friend (laughs) like it just I mean, everyone does love Tyler, so they weren't so... And now Matt and Rachel are still together, so that's at least worth it. No, yeah, look, nothing against Matt at all. (laughs) No, I know. I I just think that that kind of... It left a bad taste, I think, in a lot of people's mouths at that time. And then, of course, to make things worse, Chris Harrison goes and defends Rachel after she was, you know, her controversy um, after being seen at... um, a uh, sorority party that was um what was the theme of that party that was um I, I can't think of it at the top of my head but um it, it was something where you know it was a controversial theme that a party that she was at where she was um basically people were not necessarily I don't think that people were canceling her necessarily. I, I, I hate to even put that label on it, but people were, you know, holding her accountable. And, and you know, and I think that she actually did a very good job of taking accountability and, you know, uh, saying that she was going to learn from it. Um, and Chris Harrison went on to try to defend her on um, uh, Rachel Lindsay's news show at the time. Uh, with extra and he wasn't even letting her talk he was trying to I mean mansplain basically to her and kind of you know seemingly trying to invalidate her feelings about it when she was just kind of trying to explain why people were offended by it and it was just so crazy that he was going that hard of defending her rather than just letting Rachel explain you know what why what the controversy was and it i think that whole thing just really left a bad taste in in everyone's mouths and um and kind of just soured a lot of people's feelings on the show including myself it was a little bit hard to watch after you know going back and looking at the past and famously season 15 of the bachelor which was brad wilmot's brad wilmot's second season had a hundred percent white women on the cast and that was in 2011, not that long ago. Crazy how they could find over 30 women that were all white <laughs> to be on the show. And it just kind of, to me, it was like, 
yes, they've, I think, really tried, made a concerted effort to improve things in the recent past. I do think so in terms of diversity of the cast. But a lot of the things that they do to me feel very performative. Um, I, I mean, even from, you know, Demi on uh, season six of Bachelor in Paradise bringing in her girlfriend, it, it was felt like they were making this this huge deal and it was like the smallest little thing. <laughs> and it, it just like, I don't know, that type of stuff just really kind of feels a little icky and uh, it, it has a little bit kind of gotten me away from from being so invested in the show in recent years. But um, is there anything particular that you think that the show could do to uh, get people excited for it again and kind of bring back some viewers who are maybe kind of not as invested in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think just continuing the diversity of the cast, I think is just gonna continue maybe hopefully to get better. I mean, obviously Charity is a bachelorette currently. And so like that's, a good step now that she's bachelor and she's a black woman um but i think they need to do more of that and like having more diverse leads not just black people i think they should also have other like maybe asian leads or um indian like there's a mix of every race <laughs> that could be on like the show i feel like they should allow for that on the show and i feel like they haven't done that yet so i think maybe that would bring in more viewers or just like having that there um and I think what I was saying earlier as well like with the golden bachelor I think hopefully that season goes well that like maybe they'll continue that and showing the older love stories um not just like for people who are young I think that's also a problem with the show currently is that the people who are on the show just feel very young as we were saying like now that we're about the same age as these people like even they're younger than us. Like they're younger than me and I'm 25. Like I'm like, how are these people on the show? Um, and so I feel like that perspective of just like maybe making the cast a little bit older um, just so that it's not just feeling like, okay, they're going on this just for the fame um, would make it feel a little bit better as well. But yeah, I feel like overall, like, the fans are still going to be fans, but they just might not be, like, as invested as they used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that it's natural after 25 years of a show almost to, or I guess closer to 20, but um, to, to kind of, you know, not be as popular and mainstream as, you know, it was in its earlier days. I, I think that's natural and it's going to happen no matter what a show tries to do. I think another thing that I didn't really bring up before, but in the last few years, they've been adding another season every year, it seems like, you know, adding a second Bachelorette season, adding, um, they did that Listen to Your Heart show a few years ago. <laughs> um, and I think just kind of there's, for it's, it seems like there's these long stretches of the show with no break anymore. And I think that that kind of, makes people a little bit over like a, a little bit fatigued from the bachelor after a while yeah. and i think that what a lot of shows a lot of networks seem to really not understand is like they feel like when they have a successful show they want it to just be the only thing that's on their show they order like 10 different spinoffs 
wanted on all year round for five hours a day. There's an there's something to be said for missing a show. You want you want to be missed, and I think that when something is on so often, it if it you just kind of very quickly get tired of it. And you know I think there's that importance to having a couple months between seasons where you can say, oh, you know what? I really am excited for this again. I really miss The Bachelor. And I think that, you know, we had a long break in between, I think, Zach's season and Charity's season. There was a break. And I, you know, I so I think that was good. But before that, there had been on for so long, there's like, okay, <laughs> need some time. Um, especially because every episode is two hours also. I think maybe even if they just cut down the episodes to 90 minutes every now and again, I, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's always a need to be two-hour episodes. And so, I don't know, maybe something like that could yeah, improve it. I, I don't know. I, I think just like you said, I think having more diversity is great. Um. I, yeah, I think you're totally right about, you know, the, there's not just black and white people. There's also Asian. There's also Indian. There's also, you know, lots of different cultures that have not been represented very well in these shows. And um, I, I, yeah, I think that representing them would be great and really kind of set these different seasons apart from one another to show, you know, a different culture and have a lot of the cast members be of that same, uh, you know, representation. And I, I, um, yeah, I think even just kind of maybe trying to bring the format into the 21st century and not always, you know, have to have the man propose to the woman and in the end. And, you know, these little things that um, could kind of modernize the show a little bit. And um, I don't know. I, I just think little tweaks to the format could kind of make it exciting. You don't have, you don't want to change the show completely to where it's unrecognizable, but I think little little tweaks to not have it be so cookie cutters. Like I've always said, the show could be an ad lib. Like you know, especially the early weeks are so predictable, and uh, doing little things to change it up, I think, could kind of keep it fresh, keep it exciting. Um, but yeah, speaking of the Golden Bachelor, we talked a little bit about that. But um, do you think that it, it has potential to be successful um can, are there any other kind of spinoff ideas that you would, would think of for the show that um that would be exciting i i'm excited for golden bachelor i think that gary is a good choice for who they chose for the first season as well like i've seen interviews of him like he seems like a really nice guy so i'm excited to see like also if there's like drama between the older women who come onto the show of like how that's gonna work um in terms of like what's going to be like who's on the show itself um i haven't even thought about the other spinoff options i don't know like i mean i guess golden bachelorette is an option obviously oh, yeah. um <laughs> but other than that i mean i guess like i love bachelor in paradise like i'm not sure if they can do like another kind of show like that mm -hmm. um that would like bring together like multiple people like Maybe they bring back the Bachelor games, even though that was kind of stupid in a way. But like maybe like something like that, like in the winter time. But I don't know what that really looks like exactly. Yeah. Um, but overall, like I think there should be more of those seasons that have the people from 
everything like not just like the bachelor bachelorette seasons of those I feel like that is kind of what you're saying it's like a little bit outdated in the way that like it goes about like at the end you're proposed to and it just it feels like also like throughout the season like it's it's interesting because we're always like in our day-to-day lives like saying like how terrible cheating is like all this stuff like their season is just all cheating (laughs) and (laughs) pretty much like they're always like kissing everyone and like Mm -hmm. that and with your friends like it's like that's a little bit weird too like (laughs) that's like interesting the way that like we're just like okay with this which is like fine like obviously like yes it's the show and like we understand the concept but it is kind of weird to think about in terms of if it was real life like that wouldn't really work yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know you kind of have to like put aside some of those traditional (laughs) values and ideas yeah Yeah. (laughs) um yeah you know I think I look I loved Bachelor Pad and so I would welcome a return to a show like that which really I guess Winter Games was kind of similar to to Bachelor Pad in a way um I also thought you know the addition of international contestants on Winter Games was cool and I could even see them doing some of that maybe yeah although again I kind of then as I'm thinking about it it's kind of the same problem of, you know, that the challenge has when they bring international people where it's like, we can't watch those shows. We don't know who they are. So it's not exciting to see a big name from Bachelor Australia when we don't, we don't know them. We can't watch their show. <laughs> but I guess it's kind of these new faces um, and fun accents uh, that are always exciting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe even like a show with a paradise format with new contestants um which is kind of love island in a way but could you know could be interesting um or maybe even kind of throwing in uh, new faces like in if you remember in bachelor pad season three they brought in like these like super fans to the show yeah (laughs) it didn't really last long so I guess maybe that's not a great idea but um (laughs) I I don't know I I think just kind of maybe even rather than new uh spinoffs just kind of like making little tweaks little fun uh changes and uh to the current spinoffs could could kind of be interesting maybe even you know especially because paradise seems to be airing later in the year than it used to if they kind of keep going and like you know aired in december january maybe just doing like a winter version of bachelor in paradise something like that that could kind of a different change of scenery a change of kind of you know the um the beach in mexico but uh kind of you know the same format i don't know little little things like that could kind of be interesting to try um but yeah last but not least we kind of talked a little bit about this too but do you think in light of you know what we talked about with big brother with the luke situation do you think that the show is the Bachelor franchise is handling controversies better um, than it has in the past? I think 
Yes, it, it, it's, it's been better. I don't want to say it's like great. Um, I think there's still room for improvement overall. Like, I don't know. I feel like Bachelor can also, because the stuff like with Big Brother, at least like, you know, it happened because it was like live feed. Like, I feel like sometimes on Bachelor, like that stuff could be edited out and you don't really know what was happening and like all those conversations. So I think maybe like, we won't have all that visibility there and like they do that on purpose um so I think obviously like in any show like there's always room for improvement um but yeah so overall I think they've made strides to get better but I think they could still be better I totally agree yeah I, I think if you think back to Rachel Lindsay's season there was that guy who I cannot remember his name but it almost felt like he was purposely cast on the show knowing he was very problematic and had kind of a racist past and yeah. that they just kind of thought it would be a interesting conflict to have a racist guy on the show which yeah. is so crazy to even think about that that was 2017 that wasn't 20 you know 1997 it was it was pretty recently um so that's really crazy um but i you know i um i think they even said on a recent uh after the final rose with greer's uh controversy if you remember yeah she had some controversial uh social media posts um you know they even said we've not handled racial incidents like this well in the past and we're trying to improve and I was really actually stunned and and glad that they acknowledged the fact that they hadn't handled these situations well in the past and I think that's a huge step forward just to even acknowledge that and and know that you know there's the, a lot of room to improve and so even though the bar was pretty low before um I'm glad that yes I I do think that when a controversy like that does you know come to light it does yeah. seem like they're handling it much better than in the past where they would just kind of ignore it and pretend like it wasn't happening yeah and a lot of that as you're saying like stems from people finding stuff on social media which isn't which like we don't hear about the cast until after they filmed it and so like which is also an interesting point because then it's like well then you're gonna see this person on television but like you know they have this kind of past here and like why are they on the show um and obviously like things have happened in the past like they should take it down kind of thing or like they shouldn't have said that in the first place but then it comes up because people are very good at finding things in the bachelor nation well actually in the past uh maybe four or five years they have been announcing the cast the day or two before they start filming oh yeah in large part to have the public do their do what they do yeah. have twitter do their thing and in five well, minutes well now it's x. <laughs> x thank you um of course that change happened the day after we recorded our social media episode I know. <laughs> that's okay no one wants to call it x so it's yeah fine. i know um but like they will in five minutes find the all these posts that, are, that it's like casting do your job because <laughs> it's not hard to find and yeah. somehow they just 
don't even try to look, it seems like. But yeah, I, I think, I hope that they continue to improve. I hope that they, you know, behind the scenes get a more diverse uh, producing group to to work on the show because I think that is so huge to have voices behind the scenes um, to kind of represent these people and, and make sure that, you know, that it's an inclusive environment that they're in and that, you know, everyone feels safe and heard and included and, you know, We'll get there eventually, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, any any last final thoughts on the Bachelor franchise as a whole? Anything we didn't cover that that you want to bring up? I feel like we touched on everything that I could think of right now. Um, just in general, like I am also hopeful that maybe like things will get better and more diverse in the future. Um, in the terms of the show, because in the historic seasons has not looked that way um so i think that there's definitely more strides that can be taken for that um and hopefully they maybe add another spinoff that will be entertaining like bachelor in paradise um just because we know we love paradise and that um produces a lot of the successful couples that we love to see um thriving and still together and getting married so and having babies which is exciting um but yeah overall I'm still, I still have Bachelor tied to my heart, but it's, it's still like, it's a little bit gone, a little bit away, but it's still, it's still one of my favorite shows. <laughs> All it takes is one really great season to bring yeah. us right back. So, I mean, look at, look at Vanderpump Rules. You know, that show was almost canceled. It was this close <laughs> to getting canceled after season nine. And look at it now. It is the number one show of 2023. So um you never know what's gonna happen uh so anyways thank you guys so much for listening um be sure to follow us on instagram at let's chat reality and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh we will chat with you guys next week bye